What's up, people? Welcome back to the BCMA podcast. That's the Black Clover Martial Arts Podcast. It's your boy Lucky from Lucky's Muay Thai. This is episode number 77. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about how I met Sanchai on my birthday and the unique circumstances, what I thought about the experience, and what I got to witness. And um, yeah, I'll comment on that. Uh, also, one championship Friday fights, Raw Tang versus Superlek. Holy moly. Um, this was a great card. We'll get into all that. But first, if you like the show, keep the like, hit the subscribe button, tell a friend, hit the notification bell, all those other things. They all help with the algorithm. Drop a comment below. Um, if you want to stop by the gym, hit us up, www.luckysmt.com. We would love to have you stop by, have a trial class. If you want to get started on your Muay Thai journey, we have that ready for you. And if you want to try jiu-jitsu, Roberto Carrero is also at the gym. He has a fantastic jiu-jitsu program. Um, again, www.luckysmt.com. Or you can drop me a line on Instagram, at Lucky's Muay Thai, and we will get you in there and rocking. See you soon. Okay. Um, so I got to meet Sanchai, which... Is still freaking mind-blowing to me. Um, the circumstances are this. It was about to be my birthday. It was the day before. I was at the gym training. Good old Broccoli. That's Coach Broccoli, not the actual head of Broccoli. You know what I mean. Okay, so I got to meet Sanchai. And not that a lot of people hadn't got to meet, gotten to meet Sanchai, but I got to meet Sanchai... And it was through unique circumstances. And actually, it was really surreal and pretty amazing. Um, and there are some things that I noticed. But first, let's talk about how it all happened. Um, I'm training at the gym. Uh, Mr. Broccoli, that's Coach Broccoli. Uh, we're just getting started. And I get a text message. The text message says, Hey crew, do you have time for an old student? I want to talk to you about something. And of course, as usual, I say, absolutely, who is this? And um, I get a reply that says, George, and just then the phone rings. Now, George is a former student, but also a good friend of mine. Uh, I haven't spoken to him in quite a while. Um, but if you go back on the YouTube videos, you'll see tons of videos of George holding pads for me. Um, at some of the little mini seminar things that I did and he was always a part of the team and actually he went to glory 11 with me which was awesome and uh, like I said a good friend but I haven't spoken to him in a while he'd moved moved away he had moved back I, you know I kind of lost touch but um, anyway he's like hey man it's George I'm like what's up and he's like crew I'm bringing Sanchai and I wanted to invite you to come down. Now, I don't know what bringing Sanchai means because I just didn't know what George was doing. I hadn't, I mean, he'd always done stuff with like wine companies and stuff like that. I don't know how that would fit in with Sanchai, but I thought maybe there was some promotion that was attached to another promotion that maybe they were, I, don't, I have no idea. Turns out he paid for the seminar and I don't know if they sold out. It's kind of a small gym. They were at Fifth Street Gym, which is 
you know, known for a lot of things. It's actually also the rival gym to my the gym I used to work at, South Florida Boxing. Um, but they welcomed me with open arms. Everybody was super cool. Uh, George had gotten a few people signed up, you know, a good amount. Probably did not cover the seminar. But nonetheless, he was happy. Everybody there was having a great time. And when I got there, it was already going. Sanchai was in the ring teaching. Um, the people that were there were super cool. I knew a bunch of the guys that had showed up for the seminar. So they all, you know, were very welcoming to me, um, which was awesome. Because I could not train because of my surgery, which I talked about in the last podcast. So all I could do was watch. And I did. I climbed up on the side of the ring. Uh, George brought Sanchai over and we chatted a couple of times. I got a bunch of good happy birthdays from him. So that was what a birthday present, getting to meet Sanchai on my birthday. Not getting not even, not being able to train was kind of weird, but he was so, so gracious. And um, he taught some really cool techniques. I recommend definitely if he's coming to town to go. Um, the other fighters that they had were awesome as well. And uh, I've got a chance to go and have lunch with them afterwards, which was also cool. This is all like a very surreal, dreamlike experience. I'm gonna, I think I post some pictures or videos along the way, but holy crap, that was super cool. Now, I did, I did notice one thing. Okay, so when we're training people, like training people uh, privately. Right. So sometimes we get people that they like to do Muay Thai or they like to kickbox, but they're not as into learning past a certain point or they're not understanding. uh... Okay. So, when Sanchai and the other fighters spar, you see these videos. And every now and then you see a video where somebody gets a little bit frisky, if you will, with, you know, whoever's giving the seminar. It's not even just a Sanchai seminar. You see these in seminars all over the place. And I don't know if they realize that whoever's giving the seminar, especially if they're at that level, they actually have to leave that gym, go to another gym, potentially the next day or within two days, train another 25, 30, 40, 50 people, whatever it is, then spar a bunch of those people, then go to another gym. Also, they're not even from this country. They have to fly back home. They have to train. They have to fight. I mean, there's a lot that goes into what they're doing. They're offering a piece of their time, some of their knowledge, and an opportunity to you know, move around with them. When you take advantage of somebody that's doing something like that, I just don't think it's a really good look. I feel like, yeah, there's definitely some people that are like, oh, I just want to show them what I can do. You know, I have a chance. I'm in front of a legend. But I think that there are levels to how far you should be able to take it or how far you should take it because, as I said, It's like training people privately, doing personal training. Sometimes they don't realize when they miss a kick or a punch and they punch you, they kick your knee, they 
you know, teep your rib, they miss the pads, whatever the case may be, that you have another client and then another client after that and then the next day as well. And it's very difficult to try to express like, listen, please just be careful because people's egos get in the way. Um, and I think they feel like they have got to prove something. I would just say if you're out there and you go to a Sanchai or any other seminar where you have a high level uh, teacher or competitor coming and they're giving you an opportunity to move around with them in the ring, sure, there's a chance you might get playfully cartwheel kicked or playfully swept or playfully tapped on your forehead or whatever the case may be. It's worth it to not go out there and purposely try to humiliate possibly the instructor that flew all the way across the waters and gone to 10 other gyms prior to maybe going to your gym or they're just starting and now they have to go you know because they you know slightly injured their ankle on a sweep or whatever the case may be to the next gym the next gym the next gym and then prepare to fight uh, whoever there's on their list, their roster of high-level competitors. Um, I would just say be respectful. Those guys are legends. And if they are so held in such a uh, high place in people's hearts, then maybe try not to um, do your, your secret super move on them when they're playfully sparring you. I'm just saying. All right, one championship, Friday Night Fights 34, Rotang versus Superlek was amazing. But Superlek missed weight by five pounds or something. We talk about politics in these sports all the time. I don't know if there's politics involved in this. Usually when somebody misses weight, especially by that much, they have had some sort of injury that kept them from training. And I can't speak on it because I don't know. I didn't hear anything about why. But it cut it from a five-round fight to a three-round fight, which robbed us a little bit. And it take, took it from a title fight to a regular fight, which also robbed us a little bit. So, first of all, before we get into it, the card was crazy. The last couple of fights on the, uh, the last few fights were like elbow and knee nuts. It was insane. So, if you don't... Um, if you get a chance, go and watch one championship, Friday Fights, Rotang versus Superlight, at least the main card, because it was sick. And I think they're doing, this is actually a reshoot, by the way. The video didn't record last time, so running this back. Uh, today, actually, there's a female card that's headlined by Stan Fairtex and Ham Sohi on Prime, so... You know, I don't know if I'm dropping this on time for you to check that out, but Prime's been putting on a lot of the one championship fights and one championship Friday fights, 34, Rotten versus Superlet came on and it was on YouTube. Listen, these are fantastic fights. Skill set, uh, rule set. Um, I just can't get enough of how one championship is mixing up kickboxing, boxing, jujitsu. I'm sorry, about kickboxing, MMA, jujitsu, uh, Muay Thai. And all these different aspects of where they're they're putting these fights, 
uh, Friday Night Fights, I believe that one's in Lumpany, right? So anyway, the card was amazing. And I would have had it a draw, right? I think Rotang had two rounds. I think they gave Superlek a 10-8 or something like that. I don't know. I think it would have been a draw, but they don't allow draw, so they give Superlek the fight, which maybe it could have leaned more that way. I don't know. I, I said I would have gone Rotang or a draw. Um, a lot of people had it the same way, but what a freaking amazing fight. So what's next? Are they going to fight again? Five-round fight for the title? Is Superlek going to make weight? Like, what are we doing? Um, all I can tell you is the fights were great. One championship is doing amazing things. And I just heard everybody's wonderful Joe Rogan talking about we should get Michael Chavello and the UFC and do a kickboxing and Muay Thai card. Oh, the little gloves and this and that and whatever. We got to convince Dana. I do not have faith that if the UFC got into Muay Thai or kickboxing, that they wouldn't uh, ruin it. Not, not because the fights wouldn't be good, because the UFC fights are generally fucking good for the most part. But the politics of it, the exacerbation of the outside of the ring nonsense, the necessity for the fighters to do that because they don't get paid, um, the impact it has socially, I just leave us alone. Leave the Muay Thai and kickboxing alone. It, listen, if we figure out how to make it blow up in the U.S. somehow, I mean, I've been screaming this from the high heavens since I was writing blogs. If we figure out how to make it a big, beautiful, freaking, you know, blown up in the, in the U.S., people are loving kickboxing and Muay Thai, I am all for it. But I'm not all for it if we got to have a bunch of Conor McGregor's and um, I don't even know who, but those people running around. I'm sorry, Connor. I know you did your thing, but I'm just talking about a bunch of people running around yelling crazy shit just to throwing dollies through windows, if if that's what we're saying, to get attention and what talking about people's moms and whatever. If we have to do all of that to blow up Muay Thai and kickboxing in the U.S., I'm out. I just, I, it's, it's still got some, you know, I don't have to hear all that to enjoy the fights. So for me, let the UFC, UFC, and let's, you know, one championship and K1 and glory, try to figure out how to make that all work over here. Um, or, or whoever else, maybe there'll be a U.S. company that really starts to take off. I know there's a, some in the U.S. already. Line fights is good and triumph is good, but like, I want to see some, you know, let's pack some arenas, whatever. Let's 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 get some stuff happening over here. We shall see. I mean, jujitsu starting to blow up. You know, maybe it's catching pace. You know what I mean? It's it's actually I I, I don't want to say it's bigger than kickboxing or muay thai, but in the U.S. it's starting to it's I'm sure surpassed what kickboxing and muay thai has done. Um, honestly, and that's great, but also disappointing for kickboxing and muay thai. Anyway. The, one of the fantastic things about one championship is, uh, and the fighters over there are their nicknames. Obviously, uh, Superlek is called the kicking machine. Uh, Sexon, his name is the, his nickname is the man who yields to no one. Uh, Mong Tai's the elbow zombie. 
and Kulub Dem is left meteorite, which I don't know. Oh, maybe because the left side. Uh, I see what you did there. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the one championship fight. Super leg versus Rotang. I would love to see it in a five-round fight. Again, I did have it a draw, but it was dope. Super dope. Um, one last thing. Israel Adesanya arrested for DUI like two weeks before the Strickland fight. Um, again, I don't know. Like I said before, when I talked about this, I don't know if he had something going on outside the ring or outside outside the cage. I don't know what's going on in his personal life. You know, everybody talks about all these different rumors of his ex and whatever else. I try not to pay attention to much of that because, like, I enjoy the fighters, man. Look, whatever happens inside the cage, outside the cage, I was always told that you can't take that in there. And now, yes, sometimes it affects you, but you're not supposed to take it in there with you, man. You got a job to do. You got to go in there and do it. And perhaps that's why he was talking about in his interview where he was getting hit and he was kind of laughing because he was like, I can't believe this guy's hitting me. Because his mind was, wasn't focused on what was going on inside of there. It was still focused on whatever's taking place outside. But again, he should he probably would tell you that it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. If I'm the champ, I'm supposed to go out there and do what I'm supposed to do. That's that. But he didn't. And Sean Strickland won. It doesn't matter if he got arrested. It doesn't matter what happened. Uh, if there's a, a, a reason why to, to pull out of the fight and he felt and his team felt he should have, then they should have, but they didn't because they felt he could compete and he could win. So whatever happened with the arrest has nothing to do with what happened in that cage. Uh, congrats again to Sean Strickland. Izzy will be back. Um, that's it for me, man. I love y'all. Episode 77. If you like this show, keep the like, hit the subscribe button, tell a friend, drop a notification and a comment, something like that. Uh, drop us a line, www.luckismt.com if you want to stop by the gym. And uh, I'll see you next time. Peace. I'm out.